Welcome to the Chai's Podcast, episode 10, double digits. Big one Here for the Waiver Wire Show. By popular demand, we are doing a Waiver Wire Show. We had people what they need. <laughs> yeah, we had it. We hadn't done it in the in the past. So here, here we go. We'll, we'll dive in week four. It's a good time to start the Waiver Wire Show. You know, we're quarter way through. Some of these ones might be might be some long term pickups that'll work out for you. We hope so. Yeah, and uh, at this point of the year too, some of those like really obvious pickups are kind of out of the way. So now is when you really you got to kind of do some research and and find these uh, low key guys who can really hold your roster over. The grinders to get yeah. you through the next exactly. next couple quarters of this season. So we'll get we'll get started right away. I mean, let's get to it. Who's going to be your number one? Backs? My. my yeah, go ahead. Start with the quarterbacks. Well, that's a good way yeah. to do it. Well, this is also one of my like top pickups, regardless of position. Uh, color me sold on on uh, Justin <laughs> Herbert. <laughs> he looks legit. I mean, flat out. I just think he he looks like he's got a really great arm. He's super athletic. We saw that in college at when he was at Oregon. He can run the ball, and he has yet to score a rushing touchdown, which I I think is going to change because he's just. It's too good of an athlete, I think, to be denied. Um, but what really has me excited, week six to nine, he's going up against the Jets, Dolphins, Jaguars, and Raiders. All of those are really, really positive matchups. And take a look. If your quarterback has a bye in any one of those weeks, I think Herbert could be a really, really great pickup for you. Mm-hmm. And Herbert did that this past week against, you know, not an easy matchup in Tampa mm-hmm. Bay. And guy went, what, 20 for 25, three touchdowns, and, you know, kept him in the game against Kansas City too. Herbert Herbert's real. I, I I'm also buying it. I think that, you know, it's not even just the numbers when you watch him. I mean, mm-hmm. I saw I saw Daniel Jeremiah uh from uh Blaking Out on DJ's podcast, Move the Move Sticks. The sticks. Um, talking about Justin Herbert having probably the best throw of the season is what he said on that first yeah. touchdown pass. It was amazing. He just gunned it downfield. Mm-hmm. And I mean he looked like a season seasoned vet. He there was pressure in the pocket too that was not you know, a wide open throw for him, and he just gunned it downfield. He looks the part. His numbers are are doing the talking for him. I'm I'm all on board with the Justin Herbert pickup. So, I think he I think he is legit. And when he starts, mm-hmm. you know, even adding more on the ground and potentially some some rushing ability. I mean, I saw somebody on Twitter making the comp to him and Josh Allen, and it's like he's almost a more pro ready Josh Allen because he's yeah. that type of big athlete. Like you saw it in the first his first start against Kansas City too. I forget who he met on the sideline. It was somebody on the defensive side, though, and, like, Herbert ran through him. You know, it was, yeah, the, it was, the, it was the defender that took the brunt of the yeah. hit. Herbert was standing up there, like, no problem. So, mm-hmm. I mean, Herbert's a, you know, physicality's there, stats are there. You know, Arm is fil- there film sure. is there. Arm mm-hmm. is there. Yeah, so. he's, he's only owned by less than 16% of teams in ESPN leagues. So, yeah. I think and, now's the time to, to make the move. And the second, you know – Hopefully Anthony Lynn's able to come to his senses like we've talked about on our other podcasts too. Is Anthony Lynn just cannot say anything nice about Justin yeah, Herbert. So on, I mean, I think this last week should have should have won him the job. I think that, you know, it's gotta mm-hmm. be Herbert moving forward. It's a good schedule coming up. So I'm I'm all on board with him. Yeah, and, let's keep it going. And then we'll keep going. You want to just go position by position. We'll talk about some of the, the running backs to pick up this week. I think the big one, you know, recency bias in mind is, you know, Damian Harris had a big game. I, you know, it almost looked like it's with the Patriots, you know, the running back room is confusing. I personally, I don't know, we'll see what you think about this. I'm personally not going to go blow too much on Damian Harris. I'm not, 
I'm sold on on him as the talent. And that's never the problem mm-hmm. with these guys in New England. It's the way that they're used. And it's almost like, you know, Damian Harris has this big game and now you're going to have to guess if it's going to happen again, if, if he's going to get the touches again. And, you know, yeah. Sonny, Sonny had a big game two weeks ago against the Raiders, not on many touches. I think he only had nine carries over 100 yards, though. And he looked great you know, two weeks mm-hmm. ago. And you're thinking maybe Sonny's going to step up. And now Sonny's back on the IR and they bring off Damian Harris from the IR who has a big game and, you know, James White's still sprinkled in. Rex Burkhead's still involved. So, I don't know. I, I like the Damian Harris pickup. I wouldn't go blow, you know, all my fab or, like, a first waiver wire priority on him personally because I don't think that he's a locked-in starter every week. Yeah, no doubt. And it's kind of something we touched on, too, with our last show. He, he had a really solid, like, real NFL game, got 100 yards, but he offers nothing in the passing game. So, if you're in a PPR league, his floor, I mean, his ceiling is, is pretty limited in that regard so yeah if you're in a pinch he's he's definitely going to get that volume at least in the short term his big run in that game not to take anything away from him we both I mean liked Damian Harris coming out of Alabama too so Mm -hmm. nothing to take away from him but that big run you know is most of the Patriots offensive line opening up a huge gap for him and he hit it and that's great Mm -hmm. that's great that he can you know hit that hit that hole but I he didn't do anything yet to like really blow me away. So he got over 100 yards, which is great. He got a lot of volume, which is great. But you never know if that's a one-week thing in the Patriots' offense. Exactly. So I'm going to say that I don't really trust it. James White's kind of the only running back that I think has a solidified role there, and they kind of you know, shift around the other guys. So. Yeah, Rex, Rex Burkhead isn't going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's that's a good pickup. I think that he's he's interesting. He's somebody that you should look about look at depending on your roster flexibility and you know, maybe to fill in a buy or fill in an injury or something that I'm not I'm not blowing all my fab on him the same way that I would have, you know, a couple of weeks ago on a guy like James Robinson or like mm-hmm. you know, what type of work that Mike Davis has done. I wouldn't expect him to be as consistent as like those type of guys. Uh, another guy that I'm interested in that I think especially, you know, some of these Browns at Nick Chubb owners will be interested in is Dearness Johnson. He had 13 carries, the former AAF running back. I think, what was it, 94 yards on 13 carries. So it showed that he's going to be involved, and I think the Browns have made it relatively clear thus far, and we'll see if that kind of shifts now that Kareem Hunt is, you know, kind of – one less man in the room, I guess. Yeah, he's a workhorse. Yeah, but they did make it look like in that game too, and they were, they were, you know, had the lead, so they were kind of hoping to – dwindle that game down as quick as they could because the Cowboys were mm-hmm. fighting back into it. But it looks like they're going to have somebody else taking the carries, and it looks like it's going to be Dearness Johnson who's going to be splitting time with Kareem Hunt. So Kareem Hunt boosted up to probably a top five back while Nick Chubb's out, but Dearness Johnson is definitely a guy to own. I mean, keep in mind that Nick Chubb before, or Kareem Hunt before this week was dealing with a groin injury. He actually mm-hmm. played through it That's and looked, looked great. But say that flares back up again, and now yeah. you have Chubb and Kareem Hunt out on what looks like it's a run-first offense, and Dernis Johnson would probably take the bulk of the carries there. So don't forget that, you know, as, as great as Kareem Hunt was and as, as good as he looked this week, he was coming off an injury. So, you know, keep yeah, that in Yeah, no, mind. That's, that's a great point to monitor. Only thing uh, I think it's worth noting is Dallas Cowboys defense was is awful. So it's hard to expect them to put up 300 ground uh, – yards on the ground again but I mean to your point they are no doubt a run first team that has a really solid offensive line and he's going to step into that position where he's going to get touches and he clearly is a pretty good talent yeah he's more of an insurance pickup that you know is depending on injury to have to have high upside I would say but but somebody to to definitely roster and he's only owned by one percent too so wow 
he's 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 available to be <laughs> to be yeah, picked up. Yeah, he will sure. definitely be one of the top pickups this week. Mm-hmm. And did you did you have another running back you were going to talk about? Yeah, another Chargers guy I think could step into a, a nice role with Austin Eckler going down. Justin Jackson. I've always been pretty pretty big fan of him coming out of Northwestern. He's always been a solid running back, kind of who's just didn't have the opportunity with Melvin Gordon there early in his career. Now with Josh Kelly there, but with Eckler going down, I, I actually do think they could have a nice little rotation with with Jackson and Kelly. And if Josh Kelly doesn't get it going like a lot of people expect, I think. Uh, Justin Jackson could be in for a pretty good workload for the Chargers. Okay. okay. And we got Justin Jackson. And then another one here, he's not in the view of the roster percentages, uh, but Chase Edmonds is one that I'm looking for. He's, he's, he's probably not going to. Oh, okay. Only 33%. Cause I thought he'd be owned in a couple more leagues. I mean, Kenyon Drake, not fully healthy right now, which is something to monitor. Also just not looking great in general. Uh, Chase Edmonds, you know, has, has been involved regardless of, of health, regardless of kind of Kenyon Drake being there. But seems like the more consistent guy. Yeah, yeah, he can be. And I think that he'd be one where if Kenyon Drake's out for any reason or Kenyon Drake does misses time, I mean, Chase Edmonds would be a, a big-time starter. He's, he'd be somebody that I think people would be ranking in, like, their top 12. Like, yeah, based on what we sure. saw him do last year in his one game or his first game where he came off the bench and, and started there, he was – phenomenal I think he had three touchdowns against the Giants last year in that game so he's somebody that I would definitely pay attention to he should he I mean I guess you said he's only owned in 33 percent of leagues I thought he'd be owned in more so if Chase Edmonds is out there now's the time to go get him kind of regardless of Kenyon Drake's health he should be on on everybody's roster and hopefully yours if you can get your hands on him yeah one more kind of the lower key guy too Brian Hill on the Falcons only 20 percent owned I know Todd Gurley had a couple touchdowns last game but Brian Hills, he's kind of chopping away into that into that role. So maybe a nice little uh, deeper league pickup. He's getting yeah, some touches. I like that I'm one. I'm a fan of him. And we've got a lot of receivers that are going to be – that are out there. You know, T. Higgins is a big one. He should have been picked up a lot last week, but he's still mm-hmm. only 36% owned or rostered. Uh, where I think we're supposed to be using roster these days. So he's only, he's only 36%. We're going to try to keep it PC. He's only 36% <laughs> rostered. Um, he's somebody where this last week I actually, you know, advised everybody to sit AJ Green because of T. Higgins essentially and, you know, mm-hmm. kind of seeing how involved he would be. And he's continued to be involved in the game plan. He seems like he's developing some good chemistry. He had four catches, 77 yards, no touchdowns. He had two touchdowns last week, but that usage is just great. You know, he averaged 19 yards a catch. So he's, you know, anything that he's catching is, is giving you fantasy points and, and he's solid. He can fit a nice role there. Cincinnati's going to be passing a lot. They're playing, mm-hmm. they're playing Baltimore this next week too. So I think you're going to just see T Higgins role increase and increase as the season moves forward. I actually am, I'm a little surprised by that. I didn't think we'd see him as involved this season. I thought he'd be kind of yeah. a, a next season yeah. play, but he's involved really early on. So I would get my hands on T Higgins and you know another one who should be rostered everywhere now is Justin Jefferson. He's rostered in 83% of leagues, but if you're in that, you know, 17% of leagues where he's out there, go get him. He's him and Higgins were kind of the two big ads last week. And I think, you know, a lot of people bid on Jefferson. We're still waiting on people to bite on Higgins, but make sure those two are both rostered everywhere. They're looking like they're stepping up way earlier in their careers than, than initially expected. So T Higgins. Yeah. Uh, another rookie. There's actually a couple of who are still definitely under rostered. I mean, Brandon Ayuk 
he's been making plays for the Niners, a team that uses their playmakers well. I know Debo Samuel's coming back, but we still saw Ayuk being involved in the running game, and I think they're they're going to sprinkle him into their game plan pretty frequently. Um, yes. So I like Ayuk too, and then you got Tim Patrick had a big game this week on Thursday night. Led the team in receptions. Led the mm-hmm. sorry, led the Broncos in receptions. Led the Broncos in yards. Also got a touchdown. Tim Patrick is is he somebody that you're interested in, or somebody that you're kind of fading moving forward? I actually like Tim Patrick a lot. I kind of expected a Jerry Judy to jump into that number one role, but it seems to me that Judy kind of has his spot on their team and. Tim Patrick's just stepping into where Cortland Sutton was in a sense, and he's looking good. He's a really big body receiver. He makes some plays. So yeah, yeah. this is – oh, sorry. Second no. week in a row – second week in a row with a touchdown too. So he, mm-hmm. he scored twice. You know, last week in Tampa, he had four catches for 43. And something that I was kind of complaining about too on our week four recap, or I don't know if I even got to touch on it, but Jerry Judy, you know, is an awesome talent. We all see it. He didn't, you know, get too many targets this last game. I think he got four targets, two catches. One was that deep ball that he caught for a touchdown. But they're clearly hungry for other weapons in this offense. Mm-hmm. And Tim Patrick's stepping up. And so it, it's definitely something you got to keep an eye on. What about – how do you feel about T. Higgins or Tim Patrick if you picked up one? I would pick up Higgins just primarily because I think Joe Burrow is – a much more consistent quarterback than Brett Rippian or whoever they're going to start in Denver. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's just, yeah, I I really like when you get rookies together growing up like Higgins and Burrow are. And I Mm -hmm. think they, they clearly have a pretty good connection already. They're watching their games. Yeah, no, I agree. I think I would go Higgins. I think he's potentially going to be more of a long-term play. I mean, Mm -hmm. like I said, it'll be interesting to see if he kind of just takes over AJ Green's role. Yeah. And uh, another one here, I don't know if you could pull up kind of how much he's rostered, is Traquan Smith. Yeah, Traquan, I know he's uh, only 28% rostered. Okay, so Traquan's only 28%. He caught two touchdowns this past week. He's somebody who we've been talking about now for, I think this is kind of the third yeah, week we've been since bringing Michael him Thomas up. Michael Thomas went down. You, yeah. you brought up Traquan as a really good replacement. He's yeah. just that. And he absolutely has been, yeah. So he's he's somebody who, if he's still out there, I would go look for him too. I don't know how much longer Michael Thomas is going to be out. I don't think that's been reported yet. But you know, I would still go grab Trey Pond just to just to be safe, just to stash mm-hmm. him. He's he's clearly somebody that produces, you know, with with Michael Thomas out and and again another offense where they're kind of you know hungry for weapons in the passing game. And I think with a veteran quarterback like Drew Brees and you know what he talked about with Aaron Rodgers and some of these other guys is you know trust is a huge thing. And you know when you have a game like that where. Drew Brees needed him, and he stepped up is is a good sign. So it's a good sign moving forward for him. Yeah, yeah, you love to see a guy like Traquan Smith kind of performing like this. He seemed like he was on the cusp of kind of being considered a bust. So it was really cool to see him step up and make some plays. So what about if we talk about all three of those then? So if you had one, mm-hmm. you know, either you could spend your fab on on one guy, or you had like the high waiver claiming you need a wide receiver. T. Higgins, Tim Patrick, Traquan Smith. Hmm. Well, we got T. Higgins going up against Baltimore, which is a pretty tough matchup. This, uh, I mean, we, we saw last week the Chargers, who were playing the Saints this week on Monday night. They, they gave up five touchdowns to Tom Brady. So, I mean, there's definitely room for, twi- for Traquan. He'd probably be my guy, actually, this okay. week. I think he has uh, some end zone potential. Nice. So, yeah, I would probably say if I had to pick up – I don't know, actually, across the board. I'm going to say Higgins would still be my top one here. I – 
wasn't as interested in Higgins after the two touchdown game two weeks ago against the Eagles and now kind of following it up with more production and kind of a kind of the combination of T Higgins being involved and AJ Green not being as involved is what's kind of changing my mind a little bit here. I think that T Higgins could be a long-term play and with what you said too, I mean, developing the chemistry with Burrow is, is huge. And that's something that I think is going to make an impact on the line. Burrow's just going to continue. Yeah. To you got to think they're just going to kind of be forcing that, that growth and development between. Yeah. Them. And Higgins might be able to also, I mean, this is kind of been the theme with AJ Green is I don't know if the chemistry is off with him and Burrow or what, but I mean, week two against Cleveland, he got 13 targets, only caught three of them. And then, you know, this past week he got five targets, only caught one for three yards against the Jags. So I don't know. I think, I think T Higgins would be kind of the one that I'm most interested in at the wide receiver position. And is that kind of what we got for the receivers here? Are we ready for the big show? Yeah, let's get to the main event. All right, let's get to the main event. The number one pickup this week, I think, for, for everybody out there and at a position of scarcity is, at least for me, Robert Tanyan, mm-hmm. who, you know. The Tanyan is, truck. Is the new Danica Patrick for Aaron Rodgers. He's, he's <laughs> fallen. He, he's gotten over Danica. He's fallen in love with Tanyan. And it's clear on the field, off the field, it seems like Rodgers is really happy with his new tight end. And again, talking about another team that is, is hungry for, for playmakers outside of, you know, Devontae Adams is typically their guy, the guy that, you know, fuels that offense and, and keeps the passing game afloat. Devontae has been dealing with a hamstring injury. I do expect Devontae to be back this next week. Alan Lazard, though, is going to be out for a couple more at, at mm-hmm. least. And, again, I, I just don't think that Rodgers has too much trust for the other guys in that receiving game. They were missing Mercedes Lewis this past week, but he doesn't really make as much of an impact yeah, as a receiver. He's more of a blocker anyways. Yeah, so I think that Tanya, I think this is real. I think it's mm-hmm. going to keep up. He has a bye this week, so yeah, that might say. you know steer off a couple of people that need him this week. But I would still make the make mm-hmm. the claim for him. Put in your fab for him. He might be the next big thing. I'm 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 exactly. almost confident saying that he might be one of the next you know big time tight ends, and he's in an offense that has they have one of the best quarterbacks in the league, mm-hmm. one of the best quarterbacks of our generation. And if he if he trusts him, then and he he trusts trust him enough to, you know, target him the way that he did. And, and Tanyan stepped up in the way that he did, where he didn't disappoint. He didn't make really any mistakes. He just kind of grinded through that game. And when Rodgers needed him, he was there. And I think that's going to be important moving forward. Yeah, straight up. Uh, don't be discouraged by the fact that he does have a bye week, because when he comes back, you're going to want him on your team for the rest of the year. He clearly is He's a big play guy. And the way the Packers offense is running – it's a lot of play action. They use the running backs in the, pa- in the passing game a ton, which opens up a lot of room for their tight end, similar to what the Niners do with, with George Kittle. He's, he's going to have a lot of room, and especially when Devontae Adams comes back, he's going to garner a ton of attention from defenses. So Tynan's, he's going to kind of – he's going to have some really good games, I think, as kind of an overlooked guy. Mm-hmm. And let's see, are there any other ones here, any other tight ends that you wanted to talk about? I got one more. Dalton Schultz is still out there. He got four catches, 72 yards, and a touchdown. And, I mean, this is following up two other productive games. Week two against Atlanta, he had nine catches, 88 yards, and a touchdown. Seattle, he still put up a decent game, four catches for 48, which isn't terrible for a streaming tight end. And then, you know, this past week against Cleveland and that shootout, four catches, 72, and a touchdown. And then, you know, Dallas goes out and they play the Giants in week five. They play Arizona week six. They play Washington week seven. So all matchups where they could be putting up a lot of points. 
Dalton Schultz is only 46% owned, so he's, you know, readily available in a lot of leagues. I mean, right now it looks like, I mean, Jimmy Graham's owned in more leagues than Dalton Schultz is, and that's just, like, shouldn't be the case. You yeah. know, that's all that's based on – based off name. It's yeah. all based on name value. Dalton Schultz is looking like he's a piece of the Cowboys' offense. As much as it might be, you know, a lot of mouths to feed there, it looks like the Cowboys are going to be chasing points a lot and needing as many mouths as they can to feed to come mm-hmm. back in the games that they're trailing. So Dalton Schultz would be one that I'm – that I'm interested in as well. Yeah, and if you are desperate for a tight end like this week, and you, you know, obviously Tanyan has that bias we mentioned. Um, I don't know, just kind of a gut feeling. I, I like Ian Thomas for the Panthers versus uh, the Falcons. I think he's gonna he's kind of just do. The Falcons have been pretty awful against tight ends, as we just saw. Robert Tanyan just went off against them. So I don't know. Could be a nice little coming out party for Ian Thomas. Yeah, he caught the one. He got caught a touchdown this week. wasn't too involved, but he got the touchdown on five targets. So that could be another good one as well. And that's the waiver wire, man. I mean, it's yeah. these there. There's not you know as as many I think potential pickups as there were earlier in the season. But these ones seem like they might be more meaningful because you have more of a sample size to see really what's going on and see which guys are worth it and kind of which ones aren't. And I think there are still some good guys out there. So. Yeah. One more time for Robert Tanyan. I mean, (laughs) when you're, when you're looking for guys to pick up, you want to have like longevity with that. And there's no one in his, in his place that's going to really hold him back. I think. So that's true. I mean, the preseason guy in, in Green Bay was Jay Sternberger. He was kind Mm -hmm. of the one that I know I was kind of touting him too. I thought he was going to be somebody that might have a big year this year. He came on kind of at the end, end of the season last year, he was hurt most of the year and then caught a touchdown in the playoffs. But I mean, it's it's done. I think it's already, if there was yeah. any sort of competition, if there was any sort of debate there, it's over. Robert Tanyan, you know, it wasn't just this past week is the thing. So if you didn't buy it yeah. early, which I'll say I didn't, you know, week two against Detroit, he had two catches for 25 yards and a touchdown, whatever. Nobody really bought in. Mm-hmm. Week three against New Orleans, who haven't been great against tight ends, but he caught he had five catches, 50 yards, and a touchdown, which is, you know, 16 points in a PPR league. That. That's great for fantasy. And then this week, you know, was clearly the, the breakout against Atlanta. Six, six catches, 98 yards, three touchdowns, which is just a massive game. I'm not, you know, I don't expect that every single week, but he looks like he's maintaining a, a pretty solidified role in the Green Bay offense. I'd be, I'd be more surprised if he, if he fades away than if he keeps this up again. It wasn't – this wasn't one big game. This was, you know, week two – and then building on that to week three, and then building on that to week exactly. four to have the major breakout. So that's kind of what you like to see. You like to see continued involvement. Everything went up. His targets, week yeah, two. Targets went, is the big thing. Well, it okay. went from three targets to five targets to six targets. Yeah, and he that. pretty pretty much every week. So he's only he's only not caught one of the targets that he's received this season. So, yeah, you do love to see that. So, Robert Tanyan, Robert Tanyan. Robert Tanya. <laughs> I was saying this, I tweeted this out last night, got some got some nice publicity on that too. Does it is it not sound, does Robert Tanya right. not just sound like a Packer? Exactly. Like, you know, Robert Tanya, <laughs> yeah, just popping out of nowhere. He's the, the new cheese head. <laughs> Man, I wish we had fans. He would have been a, yeah, I'd be surprised. a really great Lambo leap. <laughs> well, I mean, just an additional fact here. You know, he has Robert Tanya's got the relationship with George Kittle, talking about him being a cheese hit there. I'd be surprised if we don't see Robert Tanya and Aaron Rodgers whipping out the Canadian accents the way the Kittle and Garoppolo do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe they can have that sort of relationship, you know, put wear each other's shirts with the you know their faces on them like Garoppolo and, and George do. So maybe we'll see a little bit of a rivalry there between those two. 
Love to see it. That'd be a, a great NFC championship again. Hey, Robert Tanya and Baby Kittle pickup of the week. So get on it. Yeah, get on it. Yep. Yeah, hit All us right, up guys. with any other, uh, any other waiver questions too if you're listening. Yeah, absolutely. Hit us it. up on Twitter, whatever, Instagram, you know, at FF Extra Point. Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate it. Cheers to the first waiver show. Cheers. <laughs> Have a great week, everybody. Thank you.